Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking with Darren from ATW Clothing. Enjoy the show. Hello friend. Hey mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you okay? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty gravy. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Getting through it, man. Getting through it. It's fucking gotten hot again. Mate, it's so, just buggy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, where we are, it always just gets really fucking muggy as well. Mm. It's like, it's been, so it's been 25 and really, like, humid. It's just really sweaty weather. Gross Terrible. Weather. Yeah. Um, anyway, how's, um, how's Twisted Wire been this week? Yeah, it's been okay, mate. Like, I've just been like learning how to learning how reels work and stuff like that, which is really fun. Um, it's just like learning everything again, isn't it? Like mm. now, brands introduce reels. So, yeah, my week's yeah. been pretty, pretty exciting, pretty boring. Oh, how about you? Right. Has everything been a downcast in Inky Cow? Yeah, it's been it's been a bit <laughs> of a weird couple of weeks really to be honest it's um yeah it's, it's just been really quiet on both fronts like and I, I don't really know why it's i mean it's coming to the end of the month like we always have a bit of a lull towards the end of the month but it's mm. yeah even the website traffic has just kind of just dropped off a cliff a bit and there's no real reason for it um so i've kind of just putting it down to you know it's the run-up to payday nobody's even looking yeah. everything's going up Bloody bloody bar, yeah. um, and then just hope it fucking picks up from where it was uh, at the start of next month or yeah, this month be. on payday and that. Mm. So yeah, yeah, just biding our time a bit, and you know it's the same with Inky Cow. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's just dropped off a little bit, but we did do a, a few big orders, um, which was pretty cool, um, and then a few kind of like regular restocks and that, so or reprints. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been all right. So it's yes, it's just it's it's just been a bit odd, really. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. We crack on. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, even when even when ships going mental last year with downcast, like in summer, we'd have like you know five to seven days where everything would just fucking drop off a cliff, yeah. and there's just no rhyme or reason for it. I think. <clears throat> You know, unless you're the size of a fucking massive company that's got like a huge customer base and you can always rely on bringing people in, it's, it's always really going to be like that. You're going to have quite weeks, you're going to have quite months. And it's, you know, all things considering, it's like, you know, January, February were supposed to be really quiet. We did really well in January, February, um, which was really fucking surprising. Like, you know, we were braced for a really slow couple of months. Um but yeah, it was good. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think Darren is uh, Darren is waiting, so we'll let him in in a sec. But um, yeah, excited for this one, man. It's, uh, Darren's got a really really interesting story. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys haven't spoken before, have you? No, we haven't. But I heard. Um, I heard. Uh, well, I listened to his episode with that he did on um, Squeegee and Ink podcast. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs yeah. a he runs an awesome print business. Um, yeah. 
uh, but he owns um, <clears throat> still a, a you know a pretty successful brand, and uh, yeah, that's obviously what we're going to dive into him with. But I'm sure uh, screen printing is going to come up because that's his uh, livelihood, and it's our livelihoods, and yeah. So should we let the boy in? Let's get him in. How we doing? Not bad, mate. Yeah. How are you? <sighs> yeah, not bad. Same old. Living the dream. How uh, how hot's it been in the shop today? Oh, mate, don't. Far <laughs> too hot. I think we got uh, 34 today. It's not nice. No, it's, it's not. not nice. No, and I've been screen printing all day. Five colour. All day. Oh, so, yeah. Five colour back. Three colour front. Nice. Yeah. 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 So, what, well, what you've been on? Uh, I actually had the day off. So. <laughs> what? Day off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's because it's the summer holiday, so I've got my boy. Um, oh, Nick's okay. been working all day. Um, so, yeah, yeah, not moaning. It's, no. uh, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, no, no. So you still split between the two the two shops? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm there, uh, there first tomorrow <laughs> and Friday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, back at my place over the weekend, probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, all the next week. But yeah, I can't wait for the summer holidays to be over so I can just get back in there full time. I can't wait for summer to be over. And that's saying something. Bring on like some autumn winter would be nice. Yeah. But Please. Actually wear a hoodie again and print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be heaven. But oh, yeah. So branding, 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 branding. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, before we probably kind of get into it, do you want to tell us who you are, what you do, bloody blah, blah? So, my name is Darren. I own uh, ATW Clothing and Squeeze Orange now. It's kind of morphed into Squeeze Orange, the print shop, is where the time is. But, yeah, it all started from uh, the clothing brand, so ATW. So, yeah, we started that many 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 years ago so yeah it's sort of uh full circle really back to the print shop nice so uh so how did you start with it like how was it all started so yeah this is a very long boring story i started ATW no. because what way back way back when i was like 15 16 17 like real sort of mid-teens or whatever i was a professional freestyle jet skier Right, complete, completely random, right? I know. So, yeah, it was a professional freestyle jet skier. A bit like freestyle motocross, but on a jet ski. Not many people even know it's a sport or whatever, but it, it's there and we were we were doing it. Um, so, from the back of that, I started the brand, which was AT, like, it's, it's ATW. It stands for Against the World. So, it's purely morphed into me competing against yeah. the world, like World Championships, British Championships, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, it's very much... Uh, surf skate lifestyle thing that i was going with because that was like yeah. where, what my lifestyle was you know it's action yeah. sports basically motorsport action sport so yeah it took off i say took off that way that's where we started it and that's where we sort of grew it now this is again still back when i'm 16 17 18 so like you know years ago over 10 years ago yeah. um and then way before not way before facebook but definitely way before instagram probably Twitter as well. I don't know. Um, so the only thing we had was like a Facebook page. I don't even think they had like business pages back then. It was literally, you made yeah, a, yeah. a normal yeah. 
uh, Pat had just changed the name, like just put the name as, uh, yeah. So we had that and we're just like adding loads of friends, doing all that. And then obviously I had my my network within jet skiing that we could sort of sell it to, promote it, etc. We was, you know, the stickers all over the side of the jet skis and the wetsuits and all that. So real, real like grassroots marketing. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's where it, that's where it began really and then it just yeah evolved into a little bit of a monster between sort of there and when i sort of put it down i suppose or try to exit but yeah no. yeah a lot of years in between so um how uh, how'd you come up with the name is there a story behind it no it not really you know what but yeah again yeah the story's like super boring i think we were over in spain uh either training or doing something over there and i was sitting in a in like a little restaurant thing or a bar with my brother hmm. and he just come up with it was like what about against the world and i was like oh so we shortened it and i think there's a brand or i know there was a brand back then don't know where it's still about now called dta which was don't trust anyone right. um so it was kind of like an exact spin on that i was like oh yeah. let's just take the letters like dta make it atw clothing yeah. cut and yeah it was it was really probably a bit too much of a copy but that's that's what it's <laughs> like dta was like american we were over here they, they were huge um so yeah we sort of just like done a little spin off of that and uh that was it it seemed to catch it did seem to yeah, catch yeah. It was a, bit of a weird one but yeah still still there still caught there's a lot you could do with it design wise as well so it was quite handy um and it appealed to a I say like a, a, a wide variety of ones as, as like my life changed, it kind of, we come out of jet skiing and action sport. And then we, that was when we was using like just the letters ATW then pushed it more to streetwear um, and actually started doing big prints on the back that literally spelt out against the world in big letters. And that's yeah. when it, I took, I say like to the streetwear scene. Um, but yeah, that, that was not what was in at the time um just sort of big simple letters on the back of t-shirts and like oversized prints and things like that so yeah it was it was easy just to transition over try and sort of break into a new market um and that's that's what we did so so what kind of stuff was it you were doing before then in terms of like style and design and stuff when it so was more tailored towards yeah it was so it was actually at the time because i was into jet skiing um we we were we were making um abroad in china like uh jet ski gloves uh kind of like sample wetsuits and things like that like real like action sport accessories and things like that rather than just printed t-shirts so we we were making like all these gloves and things like that so yeah that was cool and then yeah like i say when we transitioned out of that and dropped all them Mm. products it was like right now we just need hoodies t-shirts tracksuits yeah yeah kind of had to like flip up what we were doing a a little bit um change the branding slightly and then Sort of go again, I suppose. Yeah. Fair enough. So, were you? Did you kind of when you first started out with it? Then were you kind of printing yourself, or did you just go kind of straight to outsource and then eventually bringing it in house and learn how to screen print, or was it kind of just like a fuck it, throw everything in the pan and? Yeah. So uh, the first the first t-shirts were vinyl breast, you know, like uh, heat transfers. So yeah, yeah, and that was that was myself that was me so i went out and bought like a little vinyl cutter thing nothing mm. like what we're using now but like you know like the chinese like i don't even think amazon yeah. was that then but like wherever we got it from probably ebay at the time or something um got it it wasn't very expensive eventually it broke 
Um, but yeah, so we were vinyl printing. That saw us for a while, I suppose. So we were sort of like vinyl printing standard logo t-shirts and that worked. That was sort of, I believe the norm at the time. There wasn't like this boom of like Instagram brands um, yeah. back when we were doing this. So it was sort of no one really knew what we were doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you you produce a t-shirt, they're like, wow, it's not like everyone in his dog seems to do it now. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's back sort of before it was cool to have a brand. Right. Um, and then some of the, as we sort of got rolling, started selling t-shirts and like sort of flipping t-shirts and, and making our way through and then producing gloves. We then slowly transitioned things out to China. So when we wanted beanies with embroidery, obviously we couldn't do that. So we were getting them made um in like 50s and 100s just keeping it simple like a black beanie with a white embroidery that was going to be a classic yeah that went so it didn't matter whether we sold it that season or we literally kept it until the following yeah. season and then redropped it no no one knew but at the time it was like well hopefully between that season and the season again the next year we've picked up some new followers and they haven't seen mm. that stuff yeah. it was like it wasn't as easy then to just scroll back down a feed you yeah, know, like yeah, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't have that so it was you could do that stuff you could sort of like shelve it put it away in a box and then bring it back out again next year and no one knew yeah. um they just you were releasing new product um and then same with t-shirts we were very clever like with the t-shirts um you know black t-shirt we kept it basically plain a little bit boring black t-shirts just different color prints you know mm. yellows greens blues just standard stuff that's always going to be there nothing yeah. with dates or times or nothing for events um and then, yeah, that was it. And we went for, I don't know, I'd say probably a year, two years before we even had a website. Really? And again, this, this was, yeah, this, it wasn't like this e-commerce shopping thing. It was a mm. thing, but it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? There wasn't Shopify, mm. there wasn't Squarespace. There was yeah, none of yeah. them. I remember I made the first website on, oh, fuck. It's called Serif like web right. plus. never heard of it probably never heard of it but you literally it was horrendous piece of software um but that was the only thing to make a website on and you, you almost had to like learn coding just yeah. to do it obviously you could buy your domains upload it like redirect it um yeah horrendous but it worked and then like payments were through paypal we had like the paypal express checkout button that was the only checkout system you could use unless if you spent thousands on whatever yeah, else was available yeah. So yeah, it was a good learning curve. And that was when like Photoshop was coming in a massive box on a disc and it was all clunky. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it was just that horrendous user interface and all that. I remember all that stuff. Take about 18 hours to install and all that. Yeah. Literally, and it used to crash. It might've just been my computer back then. Like I had some rubbish like HP thing, but it just used to crash all the time and you'd lose all yeah. your work. And yeah, it was, it was shit. But yeah, it was fun. It's what we learned on. And that like, it's like fast forward to now, kids are like sending artwork in to get printed and you're like, yeah. I'm doing this. Like back when this wasn't even invented, like, what the fuck? like now they're doing it on their phone and just sending it. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. But that, doesn't that make you more angry when somebody sends you a really fucking low res, like PNG or something like that? It's just like, what are you doing? All the time. Yeah. You're going back. They're like, yeah, send you a PNG. You're like, great. you got a Vexa. And they like send through like, They've just changed the thing to dot PDF and send you yeah, the yeah. file back. You're like, fuck off. Who do you think you like? It's yeah, it happens daily. That does. And I'm like, there's yeah. a retrace tool on Illustrator. It works pretty well if if you if you want to go like that simple with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nightmare. nightmare. So what made you uh, get into screen printing then? 
So purely um, sort of fast forwarding through the years as the brand, uh, as ATW grew and we sort of, um, I suppose what happened was I sort of retired from jet skiing at about 21. Um, it was like a month before my 21st, but 21st birthday, I sort of formally retired, which yeah. sounds weird, but yeah, I did. So um, I then was like, right, got the brand and then just had this idea of like, let's take it to a shows, events, festivals, like let's take it, get it out there. Like again, yeah. grassroots style. Mm. Um, and I believe that Instagram was about now, very early Instagram was about. So we had an Instagram page, was slow, you know, as you do takes forever back then it was cool you could just add a million hashtags and just hit everything yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we were doing that like in the comments you just keep adding comments of more hashtags like we were, we were doing that um so yeah anyway we started attending events festivals things like that and then obviously the sales are like, really ramped up so we're selling hmm. stuff direct to customer cash is coming in we were do nearly doing festivals like every weekend um oh, so at this point it was like we were, I was, this needs to be made in China or wherever we done it. 99% of it was China. Some of it was India. Um, never manufactured in Turkey. I know a lot of people go to Turkey now, but I never did. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I made a decision of like, right, I'm going to stay like marketing and events and just generally selling this stuff. We're going to get it made, going to get it in. So I started sending them all the tech packs, getting everything made from scratch we were bringing in like hundred MOQs, everything, tracksuits, hoodies, absolutely everything was made. So you, you were doing all cut and sew and everything then? Yeah. yeah. So oh, I was no. making the paper templates, sitting there on Illustrator, mocking them all, you know, putting all the sizes, everything, sending it over. Someone comes back two weeks later. They've completely fucked up the legs. It goes back, you know, like we was getting joggers in where like the bottom the bottom cuffs were like 20 centimetres wide. Like it was just friend. Yeah, literally. So like we, we had, that was a market for that, mate. Flare joggers. So this is it. Well, it's probably coming in now. Yeah. So we were way ahead of our time, but uh, yeah, it, it was, we were doing that, dealing with all of that, shipping it in, getting it, taking it to festivals, selling it. And it was, it was a good time. Like it was, they were some good years. And I, at the time you're not, you're doing it and you're just rolling and rolling and rolling. You think like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know, like yeah, this yeah. is it, this is, this is easy. And <laughs> then, um, yeah, obviously as the years, I, I call them like the glory days, like the good years. Yeah. Because when we come out of it, sort of like jumping a little bit to probably just before COVID, we were still doing it. Oh, and like the sat it was right down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I remember going to festivals and selling your sort of like X less round figures. Say you sold a hundred items, you go in there in like 2019 and you might sell 25. Yeah. It was like, what the hell is going on? Mm. Um, and that and that was it. So it was, and then COVID come along again like going really far forward COVID come along and it's sort of just like that was when I made the decision of actually the print shop stands on its own so I then yeah. just brand and sort of tried to exit and we're still trying to exit now but that's we'll get to that bit so, so what made you go screen printing like opposed to like the digital route yeah so basically China fucking everything up for for a while <laughs> so I kept I kept I kept um, outsourcing to China and then we wanted to do more graphics so they were fine they're amazing with when you can get 
get through to them and you start working and you get through collections going and they're using mm. your templates, they, they can nail it. Simple stuff, white screen print, black screen print, sim simple embroidery, fine. Never had an issue with it. Then we started doing like, here comes like the graphics, which we're still, yeah. which we're doing now, you know, mm. they started coming through and they couldn't fucking screen print them. You know, red was <laughs> off and like, it was horrendous work, not knocking all of them, but it was pretty bad. So me being me was like, how fucking hard can this be? I'm going to buy a screen print press and do it myself. And uh, what we all do, mate. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> I'm still learning now. So, uh, yeah, that's that's when it started. And then obviously you get the press. I got like the little Amazon blue press thing. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. I got it in. Uh, I actually had no ability to, to make a screen, a burner screen, expose a screen, nothing. So I, I went and bought pre-exposed screen with just my logo on it got it in, figured black ink was the easiest to, to, to press or print because didn't have a flash, didn't have a carousel, didn't even have a tunnel yeah. roll, we had a heat gun. Um, and we'd done a full Black Friday collection. Um, yeah, so what I done was I went, right, gonna find the blank. We ended up with, I think, Stanley Stella at the time, which are still pretty good. So we like sort of sampled yeah. loads of garments, got them in. Loads of, loads and loads of test prints. Anyway, right, Black Friday collection. I'm going to buy in loads of blank garments and then I'm just going to screen print them as the orders come in. Right. Yeah, and yeah, as yeah. the orders were coming in, like the next day, I was like, right, I need a large, large, quick screen print. Off it goes, off it goes. And we were sort of churning it out. And then that's when it twigged in my head, like, wait a minute, there's, you know, so much more flexibility. Mm -hmm. I get to, get, you know, just Ed, the same old story for everyone. I get to control <clears throat> the quality. Yeah. yeah I haven't yeah. got, a unit or a warehouse at the time that I had to say a warehouse, it's sort of thousand square foot or something, little warehouse racked out with stock, you know, 30 runs of stock or whatever sitting there that's all come in, but we're trying yeah. to sort of flip. You know, I can sort of control that a bit better. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it, I guess the screen print bug got me. Um, <laughs> upgrade, upgrade, upgraded the carousel pretty quick, kept watching YouTube, kept it just, just read, just fully immersed into it. Yeah. Um, and then it, it become a like a thing of like I actually enjoy screen print. Like I love yeah. screen print. So that's that's it. And then here we are. So yeah, that's where it that's where like the screen print shop started. Um and then the same old thing as everyone, I suppose. It's your friend asks you to run, oh, you can print t-shirts, can you run a job? And sort of you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, eventually, yeah. eventually, you, eventually you take the job and you're doing it they're selling some t-shirts and then they like recommend their friend so in you know the squeezed orange business as it stands now that again we've never spent a penny on advertising as in um you know google ads or yeah. instagram ads or anything like that we never spent the penny yeah. on that it's all been word of mouth for, for nice. yeah, that squeezed orange started in 2016 so to whatever we are now that you know it's we've never it's just word of mouth literally amazing, you, you take one or two more clients and then obviously it just builds up builds up builds up yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then so, i mean you you've got quite a particular niche with squeeze show haven't you yeah with the car scene and everything like that yeah because that's is... where i ended up so branding and building brands we ended up in in all this going to events and NAS festival and music festivals. We ended up going to um, a festival or an event called USC on my streetcar, which was at Santa Pod, which was listed as a little bit of a music event. Um, but it's at Santa Pod, like the, the the drag strip, so it had a load of car enthusiasts there. 
and it was like one of the best things we've ever done one of the best events we ever done um and then from that i picked up like we we were pitched next to uh, another trader and like on the monday he rung me needed loads of stock made because he obviously come in looked we're there for three days so you get chatting to your neighbors either side yeah yeah he's yeah. looking at the hoodies oh who prints this oh i do this that the other thinking nothing of it as you get chatting over the weekend he suddenly needs a load of merchandise made yeah and then, like, then you're making for them and then you're making for your neighbor the other side and it, it again it just very gradually built up like that until sort of one day seven years down the line you wake up go shit i print for all of these people like you just become like the go-to person, which is yeah. a blessing and a curse because you really get niched in. Like you say, yeah, every, yeah. everything we do is free to like a color, vector, car, etc. I love it. It's 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 amazing. But yeah, that's that's how it starts. And the same we're building a brand, you'll hit a niche and it's like just dropping a bombshell, like in a pond, yeah. you know, as opposed to dropping it in the ocean. You put it in that niche and it just goes just spiders webs out. Yeah, and then you become think, like a, a very big fish in a really, really, really small pond, mm. and that's it. Like, yeah, I think that's the problem for a lot of brands, though. Really, isn't it? Is it is trying yeah. to dial in that niche? Yeah, and it's kind of like obviously me and Rube and a few of the other brands I've spoken to are kind of like, you know, we're in that tattoo inspired kind of thing, yeah. but it's yeah. a massive niche. It's kind it's, of there's yeah. so many yeah. different styles and people doing yeah. different things and everything. It's like there's you know hundreds of millions of people that are interested in that niche, yeah. but nailing down which of those is your customer is so fucking difficult, man. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's I, th- I think obviously me and Ruby both struggled with that at, at certain times or we're at different stages in our journey, like you know. And every brand we've spoken to has been at a different stage sort of thing. And it's kind yeah. of, I think we're all focusing on slightly different like, customer groups and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's it's just one of the struggles of being a brand owner, I guess, isn't it? But it sounds like it. you've got you to... You know what? It's hard, it's hard to find it, to, to, mm. to just go to you, like, right, go and find a niche. I, yeah. I believe, in a way, the niche will find you. And it's yeah. up to you to... To, to be open to opportunity you know like a bit like the car scene and myself and or we're talking about brands like the car scene and atw that's mm. where we started going to them made friends obviously i'm into cars was always into motorsport was a motorsport app you know we were i was doing up cars back when i was 16 17 as well so we were sort of always had a hand in it involved and appreciated cars and stance cars and things like that so then started going to these shows and obviously as you go to them you're sort of seeing the same people the same people showing their cars the same customers yeah. um and then they they start buying and obviously all the tricks every time they buy oh sign up to the new this is where like mailchimp and that come out now so yeah, sign up yeah, the yeah. newsletter give them a 10 percent off code so my thing was i need to convert them from the store to buying online because I don't want to do festivals forever. That was like my my sole focus was like, how do I get these people from standing at Santa Pod into Instagram and online? Um, So they're buying every week and I don't then need the expense of going to a show was sort of the end goal on on the whiteboard. So it was when they come up and buy something at a show, give them a card for 10% off online. Stupid, simplest thing that you're like, wow, it worked them codes you know we used to come back from a show and i'd make a code obviously for every event we've been at so i could see what one was used them mm-hmm. codes were getting hammered 
absolutely uh-huh. hammered. We could be driving home from a show and like the orders are coming in and they're using the codes already and you're getting home yeah. and you're like that one show is like now just continuing to That's set yeah, yeah. money for the next like two weeks. Um, and then we done, you know, monthly competitions like at the shows. It was uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, again, the real simple grassroots stuff that people hate to see now. Oh, share my story, share this. Yeah, it's like yeah. no one likes that anymore. But at the time it was very new. So we mm. were like, yeah, just drop us a follow. We, you know, and it was all my, I forgot what we even made them do. It was either uh, make them comment on a post or DM us. So we knew that they just followed. And then we'd get home from the event the next Monday, the next day, pick a winner, send them out a T-shirt. That's all yeah. it took, one T-shirt that we were making. And you could you could generate, if we was at a show with 30,000 people, you mm. could get 500 to 1,000 followers just on the Saturday. Yeah. You know, and that's how it sort of built up. We still weren't spending dollars on, get you know, Facebook adverts and things like that. Not at that mm. point. It was very much literally just asking someone hey can you follow me and i'll give you a t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was it you know it was just it's it, it just so yeah. natural so simple they're already yeah. there they already know who you are so that then made our engagement really strong on mm. atw because it was it was so organic yeah, at yeah. The time before instagram fucked it all up with algorithms and putting it, all these things in place um, you know, we could put posts up and get like 13,000 likes, you know, on a, on, yeah. a, on a 20K follower page. Suddenly you're on the For You page Jesus. getting a few more. And that's how it, that's how we built uh, 50 odd K or whatever's on there now. Yeah. Um, to do that now, I don't, I don't I, if you was to go, look, how, how could I get that many followers now? I'd bet I don't know. Money. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. even do it squeezed orange, but like, yeah, send it mm. to some influencer from Love Island. I've got no idea. Um, yeah. I think it's literally you just have to pay Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the only way you can get there as a business, anyway. Yeah. In terms yeah, of like shit hot niche, and you can just like straight yeah. again. Yeah. Even, you, yeah. Even then, it's kind of like nowadays. I think kind of like a niche only goes so far because it's kind of like Instagram and Facebook could be like, oh no, we we need a slice of this cake. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, and that's when your reach starts getting limited and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, yeah. you know, I mean, we sit now, it's like we have, was it fucking 11,000 followers or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you look at the insights and it's like, oh, this post has reached 500 accounts. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's right, what crazy. about the other fucking yeah. 10,500? See, I sound like such an old man, but I remember a day when our page used to reach more followers than we had. Do you know what I mean? They were pushing it Jesus. out, and you would add, you would have like fifteen k followers, but your post would reach forty thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was it was mental. I mean, that was like again, like I say, the glory days. That's when we built the brand. You know, it's yeah. years ago. You know, over ten years ago. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're, it's we're like it's like the thing. Up. It's like the thing. Um, it's also like making viral content. I suppose you're constantly, even I think music yeah. artists in that have this. Mm. You, you know, you hear stories of like record labels not releasing artist singles unless if they can get something viral on TikTok. You know that sound that then they're all using on their videos because that counts yeah. as streams. And you think, wow, what a world we live in. That yeah. like you have to get something viral on the internet mm. to actually get anywhere to get any reach yeah um, is insane 
It's mental. I mean, we, because I mean, we, me and Rube were talking about this just before you came on. Um, <coughs> did a little pre-chat sort of thing, but um, yeah. uh, a bit of foreplay. Oh, um, I'm missing <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll invite you next time. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of like, you know, I was saying that Downcast was doing, I mean, it still, it still does all right, obviously, but we were doing really, really well last summer. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, because we were we were spending a fair bit on ads, but it kind of like, we, we carried on the same spend, but kind of our engagement and our earning just dropped off right. the back of like the iOS updates and all that. And like Facebook just didn't fucking catch up, but we were still spending the same money. So what yeah. we did is we kind of basically just pulled the spend because we were like, yeah. we're barely making our money back here. Hmm. Um, and then it's kind of like, it feels like we kind of got penalized because when we run ads again, it never gets back to that level, never. Mm. And it's really fucking frustrating because it's like we've seen kind of what it can do. Yeah. Um, or rather, it, it probably now it's what it could do back then. And now it's just changed and it's everybody's kind of still scrambling, trying to figure out exactly what's happening. And like, you know, your marketing agencies all over the place and it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's not affected us and we're still getting as good results. It's like, I don't fucking believe you. Yeah, no. Yeah. Do not believe you. Mm. But you know, do you his... find like you've opened the floodgates now? See, this is my and what I mean by that is because you've started spending on mm. Instagram, mm -hmm. right, to promote posts. When you put a post up and you don't promote it, you don't give them any money. Then mm -hmm. you find they just fuck that post off, and you're like, wait a minute, why did it literally go nowhere? Nine times out of ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, bad, isn't it? yeah. We've it's... um we've completely stopped ads. Yeah, yeah. We're just doing everything organic, and luckily we've got like a really loyal mm -hmm. niche customer base. Yeah, um, and we're very very lucky in that respect. But I think obviously all that has come from spending money on ads. Yeah. So, so what? So your web hit? You know, if you take it back to just general like your unique visitors in your website, like per day, they still steady, like sort of. Yeah. It's less than what it was. It is less, right? So it was yeah. sending stuff through, but then I suppose if like sales dropped as well, then just yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 basically, advertising does work to a degree. Mm. You've just got to yeah. spend a fuckload of money, yeah, to yeah. get that extra. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like if you you know you say you're spending fucking five grand and you're getting a return mm. of two to one or something like that. Mm -hmm. so that's a big old risk to get just you know to double your money essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of if so I'm spending you, 5k. Yeah. Do you think like okay, so me asking you the questions now, what what's what's your what's your game plan then? So what you're gonna do? You're gonna say if you stop spending advertising dollars there, what you're gonna concentrate on now, how you're gonna build them unique visitors back up. At the minute, we're kind of still, I guess, trying to come up with an answer for that. Okay. Because I mean, obviously we're running the print business as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't want Downcast to stop because it's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a massive passion of mine and it's kind of yeah. where obviously the print business came from and it's like it's a massive creative outlet for me. Yeah. And that's the main reason I want to carry it on is like I love fucking drawing and putting shit on T-shirts. Mm. And I don't get to do that with Inky Cow. Um, so it's not going to stop for that reason, but it's kind of just come up with a way that kind of we can do it in a really sustainable manner in the sense of like, you know, we don't have to go out and spend a shit ton of money, but we can still it, 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 put it this way. What I want is just for the brand to pay for itself. 
Yeah, just to fund itself. Yeah, I don't want to have to put any more money into the brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that might sound a little bit like, I guess, lazy or whatever, but it's like we've been there and done it. Yeah. You know, we've put a ton of money in it. Yeah, that's the exact position you want to be in. Mm. It would be worse if you said, I just want to make 10 grand a month out of it. I'd have been like, Mm. Like you're not your 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 head's in the wrong place if you're in it for the yeah. money because there's no money in it. You know, it's hard to yeah. make a lot of money in it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good thing to say. Yeah, you just want that little entity running itself, mm. and there's consistency and time, and eventually, it 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 will break through. Like it's just inevitable. It will break through. It's just hanging on. And I think the thing at the minute with a lot of these Instagram brands and that is you're going to see a lot of them go. There's a lot of. Yeah even on the print shop side of things as well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, um, that, that you're probably going to see a lot of them go. You're going to yeah. see a lot, you know, you're going to see a lot of used equipment for sale. And it's, it's sad, mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to be the same in any business. I think it's going to hit yeah. hard. Next year yeah. is going to be difficult. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you can get it self-sustaining and then just hang in there, keep it moving, keep active, then you're going to just motor yeah. on. It's, look it's back just about year, di- years and be fine. It's about diversifying. Yeah. That's it really. It's just... Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to, I, I think that's the mistake that we made last summer is because I, I had the print business up and running. Mm. It just took such of a step backwards because the brand took over yeah. that I wasn't pushing it at all. So yeah. when the brand crashed, it was kind of a bit like, oh shit, like, you know, we're in fucking trouble there. Yeah. Like, you know, so it was kind of, it's just diversifying it to a point where it's like the brand's paying for itself. I don't need to worry about that. And the option's there if we ever do want to push it more. But the yeah. print business is always going to be the main earner. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's going to be more regular. Like the, owning yeah. a clothing brand is a fucking fickle business, man. Yeah, it's yeah. from one month to the next. You don't know how it's going to do, and then you might have an amazing month for no fucking reason, and then the next month is going to be absolute dog shit. Yeah, and that's what's so difficult about it. It's kind of like it's the stress of just not knowing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I can pretty much kind of put my finger on more or less what Inky Cow's going to earn. Mm because I know who's going to do reorders and I know we're going to get a few new people and there might be a big job here and there. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, I, I, I think they're kind of the over-reliance on the brand earnings was what kind of shit us up a bit, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it's quite nice to take a step back from it mm. and kind of start enjoying it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As soon as you lose enjoyment it, it, or like passion, mm. it's gone, you know, and I, I think that was my transition out of ATW. I realized one, I'm probably not the best to compete in the market that it is now. Do you know what I mean? We we got, shall I say, lucky. Do you know what I mean? We, you know, we were at the start of Instagram. You know, like the yeah, week yeah. Got, the week the app got launched in the UK, we mm. we were on it. I say we, I, I was on it. You know, mm-hmm. like my iPhone four or whatever. Like it was, yeah. and and, uh, and that that was it. So we sort of like rode that wave. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I say yeah, but like just sort of like right place, right time. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you just sort of can't do it now and grow now. It's just like you say, other avenues, other ways of doing it. Um, yeah. But I think I found that from my journey of vinyl printing t-shirts to then getting them custom made to that. You know, we were having full 24 foot containers 
delivered to my parents' house. You know, it was fucking insane. Oh, like, it was insane. I was filling up their hallway, living room, everything, and then like moving. Oh man, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, Good times. And then yeah, literally yeah, some stories there. And then uh, bringing the manufacturing back in house. Uh, moving warehouses, doing all that to then realize that, you know what, I don't, I, so what I prefer is the manufacturing side of things and being behind the scenes as opposed to taking a finished product that someone else has made and sort of standing there yeah. at an event. Um, mm-hmm. And then luckily sort of, so then that became my passion. I, I preferred being in the studio to out at the event. So then I stayed yeah. in the studio. You know, I just yeah. stayed back and I just done the prints. And then luckily, more and more people were contacting me for the for the prints. So a little bit, maybe like yourself, I, I soon realised, you know what, I don't need to go to that event. Didn't do too well last year. Like, I'll just stay home mm-hmm. and run the prints. And then that yeah. obviously, you slowly realise that, wait a minute, it's been four months and I've not been to an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the online store's still going and we were still very much like, yeah, we're running a brand and I'm still like ATW clothing, but... In reality, I don't think I was. I think I yeah. was squeezed orange at that time. Yeah. Um, so like my passion led me to manufacturing and, yeah. and, and sort of doing it for other people. Um, so yeah, I sort of went, I suppose, the other way to maybe even someone like Squeegee and Inc. that are printers, mm-hmm. started off as printers, done all that, and now they're like, nope, not taking customer jobs, just focusing yeah. on the brand. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's funny how we all sort of end up in the same place at some at some point in the in the print life. But um yeah. So have you been to event? Have you ever done an event or anything like that? Have you ever been out to a crowd of people with the brand? I haven't, yeah. No. No, yeah. Um yeah, we've we've not done festivals um purely because of cost. Yeah, off yeah, um, and it's, it's yeah. just silly money. Yeah. Um, but we have like, you know, we've done kind of markets and events and shit yeah. like that. And it's, I don't know, it's always a bit of hit and miss. It's kind of like, even like, sort of like, you know, like the market stores and shit that we've done. Like, so we're, we're quite lucky in the sense that we're right next to Brighton, which is obviously a yeah. great alternative yeah, yeah. city and stuff. And I thought, oh, we'd fit right in there. Mm-hmm. Nah, not interested, not interested whatsoever. And they're probably the worst days we had on our store. Yeah. yeah there was one day we did in the uh in the run-up to christmas as well mm. um middle of brighton run up to christmas and i think we took about 200 quid for the whole day oh yeah it was bad it was bad oh, and the fucking the organizer wouldn't let us leave i just started packing up oh what yeah because you're on the high yeah. street or whatever you I can't started packing up at midday and i was just like fuck this i was like i'm not doing this i'm not wasting my whole fucking day i'd rather go home and print yeah like you know and they stopped us from packing down. And I was just like, all right, I'm yeah. going to pack down. I'll just sit here for the rest of the day. <laughs> Soul destroying, isn't it? I've been at places, yeah. you know, I've been at events where you just sit there and you get out the little folding deck chair, little uh, internet thing where you tether from your phone. You just sit there on your laptop doing emails and that. And you just say, yeah. like, what the fuck am I like? Yeah, I've been to countless things like that. You do. Mm. It's, it is a bit soul destroying, but it's not what you want when you start. That's for sure. Um, yeah. It's sort of, that's the only thing because... I know, um, again, like Squeegee and Inc., they just done NAS Festival and stuff like this, yeah, this year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I haven't spoken to them. I don't know how they done that. It'd be very interesting. I might have to drop them a DM and just see how they've done. You'll um, have to listen to Chess's episode on there, mate. Yeah. Oh, really? She said, I haven't listened. Do you know what? I haven't yeah, listened. I listened to the last one you just done. 
Right, no, no. I listened to that then. Don't spoil it. No, but did she do, did no, she do all right? I won't spoil it. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my yeah that was my thing then. So if like if events and things like that are still going, it would mm. be that would be my only input. Is like just try one of them. And not mm. only that, it really does. Um, if you're sort of like in a little bit of a creative block, it really does. Sort of having people come up, look at your clothes, and hopefully say how nice they are. It it helps. It makes you feel yeah. like the work that you've been doing in the studio with your head down and no one. Yeah watching or seeing anything that goes in it's like oh actually like we're onto something here yeah, um yeah. and that can like fuel you to the next mm. collection you know the next the next drop or the next event or whatever you're doing um, that's the thing it's just it, people it's going always... out their way and people going out their way and kind of just being nice about it yeah kind of just gives you that boost doesn't it and it's kind of like obviously we're me and Ruby both quite heavily focused on like the, on the e-commerce side and online and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, when you get like a fucking Trustpilot review where it's like even, I had a, um, um, somebody on the live chat on the website the other day just got in touch and was just, um, what did he say? He was like, I've never had anybody compliment me on the socks that I'm wearing, but I happen to be wearing your Deathmoss socks today and it's yeah. the first time I've been complimented. Um, and he was just like, thank you, they're really cool. And I was just like, yeah, that's fucking it? awesome. It's just so yeah. nice, like people going out of their way to do it as well. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, we get like automatic um, trust pilot, like review asks sent out. But you only get like 30 a month or something. And if you want to upgrade, it's like 300 quid a month. It's just like, yeah, I'm not fucking paying yeah, that. It goes, yeah, from, yeah. it goes from being free to yeah. like 300 quid a month. It's like, no, you should have it in stages sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so we only get like 30 a month. And then like a lot of them obviously don't, but it's kind of like the people that you can see have come off their own back. It will say mm. like, you know, it's a it's an organic review or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact terminology they use. Um, but that's just really, really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, there's some cool people out there, cool customers and all that. And yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. People still appreciate it. People still like. I believe they do anyway. Hence, yeah. are in the business. Like they still appreciate a nice, like screen printed T-shirt, mm. nice design. Yeah. You know, but it did. Never get me started on walking down the fucking high street at a minute to all these <laughs> other. You know, it's just crap in it. You know, they're just churning out crap. So yeah. it is nice and it is refreshing to have brands producing mm -hmm. stuff that is nice. Yeah. Um, like you say it's just like builds out the following and they they will come but, yeah yeah well, yes, we've toyed with the idea of like doing like you know like an actual pop-up shop yeah and stuff like that but it's again it's kind of like you you're gonna have to be competing with the places that are kind of churning out that rubbish and it's like they're well established and it's kind of like it's again you know it's, it's all down to money isn't it it's kind of like what well, they're asking for pop-up shops and it's kind of like you know if they're charging you 250 quid a day that's yeah. not including your bills or your fucking shop fitting or anything like that it's like i might as well just move into a shop fucking permanently at this yeah, stage well, you know? yeah yeah it's but then like what's your thoughts on the high street then do you think he's like it's dying as a i haven't shopped on the high street in years I, no, I neither have I. think the uk's the, the uk high street is gone yeah like I, yeah personally i hope it makes a resurgence because i quite like going out to when it's for instance if i go to brighton there's like a fucking abundance of indie shops there like yeah. you know independently owned businesses and stuff and that's yeah. really fucking cool but it's mm -hmm. i think if you're talking like the high street as in where we live or where you live rube yeah 
like it's it is dead. Yeah, it's completely. One hundred percent. See, that's the difference though, because you've got that over there, like over in Cheltenham. There's nothing like that. Yeah. We yeah they I mean they were gone years ago, so mm. it's sort of like, and I mean Cheltenham's not exactly dead either, is it? Yeah. So, you know, you sort of look at that. You look at a few other places around. And I think it's just it's gone. You know, everything's on ecom now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got yeah you've got to be, haven't you? And like famously, Primark have now like made a massive U-turn where they said they would never be on, you know, ecom. To now, mm. oh wait a minute, yeah, we've just launched a store, and I think it's like women and and kids or something. I don't know what they're exactly what they're doing, but they're only releasing a small store just for like the female and kids' clothes or something like that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Go. they're going to try and they're fucking decades too late. They should have been yeah. Yeah. on the online store. I mean, good for it. I mean, we don't really care about Primark, but you know, yeah. it's it's that it's that mentality, isn't it? That they need to switch and it's the yeah. same. Yeah, you can build it up online. I suppose things like this podcast, even YouTube and that, have you thought about sort of YouTube videos like more documenting? Yeah, it's, it's so, something, something we've got on the list, but it's kind of just, it's just time. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. editing, uh, like, you know, I've got a bit of background in sound editing and like live sound and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like doing the sound for me isn't, it's not a problem. I enjoy doing it, but doing video is a whole different fucking ball game. Oh, yes. You know, you're edit- editing two things at once and it's kind of like you have to, you know, if something doesn't sound right, I can cut it out. But if so- if, if you've got a video where it's like, it sounds right, but it looks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah you can edit a video, yeah. yeah. Not like you edit a photo, that's for sure. So it's very, exactly. it is real. Exactly. But I think that's where you get the upper hand on yeah. other brands. You know, I say these other like Instagram brands or whatever that aren't manufacturing their stuff mm-hmm. because you guys are. So you can document that whole process and it makes yeah. it more raw. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you know, you can get other subscribers and, it's just mm. every avenue, isn't it? You've just got to be fucking hammering like every single yeah. avenue at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even with the even with the pod, it's kind of like it has been a bit tricky to kind of find the brands that we actually kind of want to invite on and chat to, yeah. because there's so many of them out there that are just literally just doing dropshipping. Yeah. And it's kind of like you know your stuff looks really cool, but it's like you don't have like an active part in in your own brand. Yeah, you never. You, know? you so never. It's kind of like, handling the garments and yeah. doing everything yeah so someone's placing an order and it's just going some from some fucking manufacturing yeah yeah well oh. more for them because they're missing out on all the good years of packing orders in your bedroom and yeah. running them down to the <laughs> post office like we've all done it like we love yeah. it like that's, like we've all we've all had to start there and for them they're mm. just skipping all of that and i don't think it's i don't think it's good mm. um but it, st- it still makes me laugh like whenever I go to the post office because we've got a drop and go account. Yeah. And like you just jump the queue and yeah, it just yeah. gives you the biggest evils. And yeah. it's just like, ha ha. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when we were still using, uh, we had a drop and go and they had a separate uh, window for like business yeah, accounts. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But like this was at a time where like we'd squeezed orange and we were just turning up with with just boxes like cartons going out, you know, with printed stuff to put. And it, was, it just got too much. Like we were delivering like 10, 15 boxes. There and like, you know, every other day or something, and it was like just filling up their little office with all this yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, we had to switch, but no, yeah, those it was good fun, it was good fun, but yeah, yeah. So, the brands, so brand now, I mean, yeah, this was going to be my next question to you is where's it at now, yeah, and what are you doing? 
So no, no, absolutely nothing with the brand, as you can probably tell by Instagram, like we literally haven't posted since 2019. I had a quick look on there and followed you back at like 10 minutes ago. I thought, what was I, what was I doing? Um, yeah, so 2019 is pretty much when, um, well, when I think the world went to shit anyway, but we really uh, sort of, I made the decision of like, yeah, I'm just going to focus on on the print shop. Um, so I done that and then, uh, a random connection that I made years ago um, approached me literally via DM like hey what are you doing with ATW like I see you've not been active on there um, would you sell it like don't mean to sound rude or whatever but like would you would you consider selling it or anything like is there any conversation there and I just went back like yeah 100% like give me a call so then the loose conversation started um and then there was a potential sale and then that went on for for a long time and sort of it's still it's still ongoing now so it's hard to talk about it um yeah yeah to say too much but yeah the bottom line is it was supposed to be gone um a few months back mm. and there's sort of a little bit of money exchange hands already as like a deposit shall we say um and it was sort of yeah just cutting a deal for the rest of it i suppose um and all the sort of residual stock that i've got yeah, yeah. sat there's not actually too much which is not too bad it's just been sat at the back of like the squeezed orange unit now on a rack um all nicely boxed up and everything ready almost ready to go um yeah. so yeah quite sad but i also want the space so i'm a little bit like come on fucking go uh, don't forget that auto mate so well this is it this is it um or just pay the heating bill because fucking hell like something's getting expensive um so yeah there's that so yeah it's a bit of a bit of a anti-climax or whatever you want to say really like we've done all of this like i say made a decision to the brand was still going well 2018 etc we were still doing the event still going it was just going on as normal still doing black friday campaigns and it was very much like we were active and there um and then sort of when everything stopped that stopped there was no festival and events they just went obviously everything shut um mm -hmm. and then that yeah that was it we're just like right we're just a print shop um mm -hmm. the print shop survived come out the other side of it all and we were going christ like they were fortunately for us um but they were it was a good year for us that year when fucking mm. it, it went it, it was a good year for for print so yeah. um we just pursued that and carried on with that um but like i say it was inevitable the way i was going with like the manufacturing and like, i was going to less and less shows i was probably only from doing them three four a month we were down to maybe one a month just in the summer if the weather's good you know type yeah. type thing it was like it, it was like so we were really scaling it back anyway because the print shop was like it was a natural sort of one up sort of one down thing so it just come to a natural end um yeah. but hopefully i'll be able to come back with some news soon that it has fully gone and it will be yeah first company sold so uh that'll be a bit sweet and then you'll probably see it back and it'll be interesting to see what they do with it whether they yeah, continue yeah. continue on the path that I was on of going to events and shows and things like that, like the same events and same shows, because they know exactly what I was doing. You know, it's mm -hmm. all been exchanged, all the all the figures and all the details have all been exchanged, um, so they can see, you know, where where were the good ones, everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've sort of got that whole 
Excel spreadsheet, if you like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I imagine that was that was quite. A, I mean, it might not have been, but I was thinking if I was thinking of it from my kind of personal point of view, it'd be quite a difficult kind of process to go through in terms of like, you know, you've done something for so long. And then it's kind of like just handing it over to somebody else. You see what I mean? Like, how was that? Or did you kind of like, you know, you said it kind of came to, a, I guess, a natural end. Mm. Yeah. Was it literally just that? Or So put it this way, I haven't pushed for the sale at the minute. It's gone quiet. I haven't spoke to yeah. him in a couple of months. Um, but right. this is like a reoccurring thing that happens. Like we'll go six months without talking and then we pick the phones up again and it's all go. Right. A couple yeah. more letters get exchanged. Solicitors over there waffling on about saying and then it just ends again um so yeah it's i haven't pushed for a sale um i suppose for a couple of reasons one i'm not absolutely like destitute and like need the money to move on like, I've, yeah, already, yeah. I've already built the print shop from the back of that brand do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so from that brand and going to shows and absolutely hammering it the late night everything we were doing built the print, you know, enabled me to buy the press, to buy a single wedding yeah. machine and buy, and sort of grow slowly from there. So I've sort of like, can still um, manufacture and still make money. So I'm not desperate monetary wise to sell it. And then I suppose there's another aspect of like, yeah, I'm just not desperate to sell it sort of creativity wise. Like I kind of don't want to let go of it. So I've not yeah. actively been on that phone, like pursuing them like, come and get it done like I would yeah. sort of a normal deal or whatever. So yeah, it's a very, you know, I still going to unit and the stock's still there and it's just, yeah, I built that. I made, I drew that logo. I made, you know, it's all registered trademarked, you know, they sort yeah. of take all of that. Um, yeah. And it does feel weird and it, it does feel weird and it feels like, yeah, what are they, what are they going to do with it? What direction is it going to go in? You know, I don't, I don't know. Are people still going to met? You know, like old friends of mine going to message? Like, oh, I've seen it like pop back up on social media. You know, it's just get, you know, and then to go back to these people and be like, yeah, it's not actually mine anymore. No, like, I've got no yeah. idea like what's going on with it. Um, it was a little, I say clausing, that wasn't a clause. It was almost a little bit of a handshake gentleman's agreement with it is that I would stay, not stay on, um, but stay in the background just to be on the other end of a phone to be like, oof, don't do that colorway. Maybe do this. Yeah, like, just right. to sort of yeah. give a little bit of direction, not saying I'm a guru and I know everything. It's just a little bit of like, uh, and then it come back to like, oh, actually, like if you've got capacity, like could you print it as well? So it's a bit like, oh, fucking hell, like I'm going to sell it and then print for, for my old company. Like weird. Um but yeah, I was like, well, yeah, there, you know, there's, yeah. there was no, um, no deal there, no signed papers. It was just, if you want to use squeezed orange, you are more than welcome to. I'm not mm. going to hold you to it. You know, if you want to go somewhere else, fine. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's, that's yeah. not part of the deal. But they were like, yeah, no, no, we we'll use you, this, that, the other. So, yeah, it would have been extra weird doing that. Like, literally, yeah. like, I've still got the screens. I wouldn't even need to set anything up. But it would just be like, oh, I'm going back to this again. You know, I've still got the embroidery files. It'd be easy. Um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's funny. So, it's in limbo is, is I suppose, the, the answer. I don't really know. I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah. Um, again, I can't see myself, do it, like, picking that, picking that button up again, I don't think. Um, so, 
if they come through and it starts moving again, you know the sale went through and and they got it. Um, if not, it will sit there as a museum piece and I'll uh, continue to talk about it for fucking years to come. Like, this is how we started. <laughs> you know, show the grandkids, like, this is what I was doing when I was 16. You know? um, yeah, and it will still be there. Or the Instagram. And it still has 50,000 followers. I know. That's what I mean. Like, everyone's moaning the next thing about their followers going down. And I'm like, yeah. that just goes to show how organic they are. We never bought followers, never yeah. paid for advertising. That was sat there now for three years and hasn't moved. It might, you know, it might have gone down one or two, but it's not like it's dropped 20,000 followers where spam yeah. bot accounts have been deleted. Mm. Yeah, still there. I think the Facebook page had close to 100K, but I'm, I don't use Facebook anymore, so I don't even know that. That's out there somewhere on the internet. That was quite big. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, like the general business page, that that got up to, yeah, something near, near 100K, I think that was. Nice. Um, yeah many 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 moons ago but yeah interesting so the shopify figures though at one point the like the most the biggest figure we ever had was one year i forget what year it is should have had all these figures with me really but we got <laughs> one million unique visitors to the website and that that was like the biggest achievement ever yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. I've, you know i've never done that to any other website not squeeze obviously not squeeze orange is the only other website i've got but like that is it, it it's real weird to see like you've gone from hundreds of thousands to like million visitors on one website big following big traction dms going off no notifications on your phone because it's just crazy to yeah. like squeeze orange where you go on it it's had like 10 visitors and you're like oh. This is weird. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a million visitors to. I don't want a million visitors to that yeah, website. Yeah. Your inbox just gets full up with shit. Like you just yeah, don't. Yeah. You don't need that. So it's it's very weird having the two. Hmm. Seen I've seen both. I've seen mail lists with thirty thousand subscribers on it. You know, yeah. a bit like what you were saying, and we were paying fucking hundreds of pounds to Mailchimp to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've had all that. I mean, it's still there. Them databases are still there somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. secured we obviously don't use them now like we can't touch them now but yeah yeah it's a very very surreal thing and that come about from getting in i suppose our early influencer things um being at an event like i always say this being at an event you never know who you're going to bump into mm-hmm. and we was at goodwood festival speed and uh, a big youtuber a big like supercar youtuber come up to the stall and it was the first time I've ever seen anyone like vlogging and it just looked weird, you know, like talking into a camera. Yeah, um, yeah. But he come up, got chatting to him, still didn't know who he was, not a clue. Um, he really liked the clothing. He actually bought a T-shirt, like sold him a T-shirt at full price because, again, no idea who he was. Um, and then the next day, he puts a post on Instagram, tags us in it, and like my Instagram's going crazy, like thousands oh. and thousands of things. And, um, yeah, it's one of the biggest bloody supercar YouTubers. Uh, you know, oh, had millions of subs. And yeah. then it was like, okay, that then unlocked the thing in my brain of like, hmm, let's start working with these people. So like yeah, yeah. instantly, like as soon as I got back from Festival of Speed was like straight in his, you know, in his inbox, let's meet, let's do something, let's do a, a collaboration t-shirt and this, that, the other. And that's that's what we did <laughs> because, because of his promotion, that's how we got them unique visitors. 
um, nice. that year. So it, it was all driven, not not by my own genius. I just I just piggybacked off the back of someone else's YouTube channel, basically with a collaboration, um, and it was huge. And I suppose that's like early influencer marketing. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if influencer marketing would. Yeah, again, I don't know if influencer marketing would work like that now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go. Do you know what? Unless if you're getting a T-shirt on like Conor McGregor or one of these just absolute yeah. stars. Yeah. I yeah. don't think giving it to someone on Instagram with a hundred K followers, because let's face it, everyone's got hundred K followers now. Yeah. You know, everyone's an influencer. You give them a t-shirt, you're you, nothing happens. It probably, your, your new visitors probably go down. You know, no, nothing will happen. It's just like, you know, you're doing all this work and it's just like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Again, if you niche, find someone big in your niche, I suppose with some real followers, it, it will work mm -hmm. a treat. But that's what that's what happened to us when we sent some t-shirts to Ruben. We lost about 300 followers. Did you? Yeah, just biggest <laughs> went negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instagram would just like we're penalizing you for working yeah, got with this. Minus a thousand followers now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, fuck it out. I love you really, Rube. You know that. I know, mate. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Do you want to ask the next couple, Ruth? Because I know you've been a bit quiet. I've um, been nattering. Oh, mate, I've, uh, I've, I've got my phone closed. I'm going to have to refresh myself with the, with the questions. So if you want to carry on, I'll get like, more, familiar, right? more familiar with them. All right, you did, you did the last one then. Um, yeah. So just on kind of like, obviously, because it's, it's, it's obviously been a little while since... Since you've actually been involved with the brand, then uh, I suspect you've had a bit of time to kind of reflect on the brand as a whole. But mm. if you kind of could go back, would you have done anything different? Um, the not not really, I suppose. Um, the only thing. I would do different. It's more of a personal thing. I would have been more out there myself as the face of the brand. And what I mean, but like I had um, a good opportunity sort of kick myself now. It's, it comes back to the YouTube thing. I should have vlogged that journey. Hmm. I should have daily vlogged that journey um, because one, we, we may have been like one of the first to do it and vlog it. Yeah. No one, you know, it no one was doing it then. Yeah. Um and I had at what you know at one point towards the end, even now we still print for a few YouTubers, but I kind of had a lot of YouTuber friends um because we got hooked in with it from that first encounter. His mate, oh yeah, I've got my mate, I'm gonna send him your number, he wants some t-shirts done. Cause then we started printing for all these YouTubers. Um through Squeezed Orange, and that is inevitably how like Squeezed Orange was formed. But I I had a foot in the door with YouTube. I could have collaborated on videos and stuff with these people. Um, I was too busy in the like the nitty gritty of a of, of a t-shirt. You know, like yeah. no, I'm trying to design. I'm trying to print. I don't need any of that. You know, we're going to shows this weekend and it's deadlines and it's like I should have I should have done. I should have logged that. I should have mm. documented that yeah. better. And that's just on me. But at that time, I didn't want to be on camera. You know, yeah. I didn't, I don't, I don't take selfies and you'll see my personal Instagram. There's like barely any photos of me. Like I don't, I'm not very camera friendly 
like that much. There's I've... loads of photos of you pouting and all that. Is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's on my OnlyFans, not on the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so... we'll, we'll, read, we'll read out the uh, the link to that at the end. As well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, get some subscribers. No, I, uh, I don't have OnlyFans. Um, yeah, so no, I just wish I documented that. It could have gone somewhere. That's the only thing I sort of I say I didn't do. If I documented that, it could have gone somewhere. We could have been YouTubing. Hmm. That would have completely maybe changed my path. I don't know. I say that about jet skiing though. People go, oh, what you know, jet skiing? Like, what really? You were one of the first to backflip a jet skiing. You would, and I was like, yeah, but no one knows no because one. like if I was if I was living that life now, or okay, so if we had the technology that we have now and back then, and I could make the YouTube videos and things of that, mm. of what we were doing back then, building jet skis at 3 a.m. in a shed and this, just this wild ride that we were on and the, and the team that I was like a part of was on um, riding jet skis seven days a week. And it was like the YouTube lifestyle. It was the perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah. Uh, but vlogs weren't about then. No one done that. Mm. You know, we didn't yeah. do it. So I sort of like, I've lived all of that and couldn't fully capitalise on it. Mm. Um, so that's like my only, not regret, I suppose. I just wish I documented it better. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's it. What's, uh, what's kind of the, uh, just on the jet skiing quickly, it's just piqued my yeah. interest. Um, what's kind of like the average retirement age then? Because 21 sounds very young. So no, they're still so there's it, yeah they're still going now. So the guy the like the ultimate best in the world, this guy called Lee Stone. Um, he set up a team called LSP Lee Stone Products, and I was signed to that team. Um, oh, so I was riding like underneath. He is the now the eight time world champion, and he's just doing shit. insane fucking stuff on the jet ski, like double backflip, Superman flip, like everything. Um, he's still going now. He's the same age as me, so he's thirty one. He's still going. Oh, right, but, but I I don't I, don't, I haven't spoke to him in years to be fair, so I can't comment. But what I do know is he's had like three shoulder uh, shoulder surgeries. He's now pinned and plated. Hips are gone. Right. Uh, mm risk you know i've been even back then when i was riding you know it, we've we've been competing in uh like lakes or things like that um and that they've only been waist deep and i've seen him hit the bottom and come up with two broken wrists you know both his gloves are just flopped out and it's just these these injuries happen um mm. and it was it was like that was it that, that we, we don't get paid enough for this there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 i suppose it's always that entrepreneurial mindset i'm not chasing money i'm not all what you know i'm not after the materialistic things i, I yeah. yeah but the fact is like there's no money to be made in jet skiing there's no business to be made in jet skiing it's not like freestyle motocross where you can get signed by red bull and earn like a couple yeah. of a year um so even being signed by monster energy and all that you're not on there's nothing there you get a, you get two crates of monster a, a month you know and it's just like you'd be happy no, there's that, nothing right? there they're just pouring you out and using your content and and basically yeah you're just you're just there um so it's the wrong sport to get into should have got into motocross but yeah so yeah realistically retirement age 21 was partly wasn't making any money was 21 living at home going shit i'm making no money but i'm riding jet skis um and then yeah the brand coming you know i obviously started the brand and that was making a bit of money and then Mm. i i I just pursued that my my Mm. interest and my hobby went there yeah Uh, yeah 
And then I suppose that got me into screen printing because then the same thing happened with ATW. I'm then in screen print. So, yeah, God knows what the next thing is going to be. Just uh, one last one before you get on your auto route. So you mentioned uh, the uh, the old Amazon press that we all started on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old blue steel thing. Yeah, yeah that piece of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did your kind of upgrade process look from look like from that? Did you go straight to your Riley? Yeah. So I had a a Riley six uh, four, the little Riley Junior, the little green one. Was that the the tabletop one? Yeah. Or did you? Yeah. Yeah, tabletop the press. Fucking nice little press, then, mate. We fucking smashed out thousands of prints on that thing. That was good. Yeah. Really good. Everyone moans about Riley. I know they do. They moan about the reg and this, that, the other. I'm like, yeah, that, like, not a. Nothing, see, we, we've spoken about it briefly, haven't we? Like, I mean, because we've got the cruiser, and yeah. I've been very tempted to make the jump over to Riley. Very, very tempted. I love um, it. I love it. Not a thing wrong with it. And look, if you can print, you can print. That's all I'd say. You can blame it on your tools if you want. I, d- yeah. I don't care. I could come and set, not saying, you know, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I could come and set a job up on your press probably quite comfortably. Yeah. You know, you've got an 8.6, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's more kind of, I mean, not necessarily for the extra kind of heads for us, it's more for the extra platens. Yes. Kind and... of having those two extras makes a fucking world of difference mate you wouldn't believe i suppose you do know now because you're an auto now at, at the other yeah. shop so now you've got you've got like a real <laughs> fucking tease because then you come back into yeah. your shop and you're like why is this 10 piece job taking so long yeah like, i did a yeah. uh, i did a 300 300 piece on the auto stop and it. we did it in an hour oh fuck off and then i went to my place yeah. did a 180 piece order yeah and it took me where's it Two colour front, two colour back. But it took me the best part of two days, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, not yeah. rushing that, doing it correct. Was yeah, you do it flashing exactly. it between colours or was you wet on wet? Uh, no, flash. Flat. So there you go. There's a spin yeah. in there. Well, yeah, no, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's that. There's all, there's all, there's that leap. But with the auto comes mega. Like, there's just a whole nother, um shop set up in it. It's just mega. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got a, you know, with the auto, obviously, it's not just, oh, I'm going to buy an auto. It's your compressor. You've got to have a dryer to suit. Yes. You've yeah. got to have the fucking power. You've got to have three phase and stuff like that. And you've got to have, you know, people who aren't going to, like me, who get their fingers trapped in the clamps. Um, you know, fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a completely different ball game. It's a completely different shop setup. It's... I, I think like, you know, you do kind of like your training on a manual. Yeah. And then making that leap to an auto, you realise how easy it can be, but it's also just how different it is because you're you're essentially taking the craft out of it. I was gonna say, do you feel like because I know there's a few shops out there that are like we never go auto, we love that like the I hate this term, the hand pulled effect. Like, mm. you know, like it's like they love that manual screen printing. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, I really do. But I would also love a fucking auto to just save it's, time. I think it depends energy. where you it depends where you want your shop to be, I think. Yeah. From from you know having a bit of experience of being on an auto now, it's kind of like if you want to get into production, a proper fucking production, rather than having rather than being like 
I guess I'm saying getting into fucking mass production because obviously doing mass production on a fucking manual is, you know, it's not impossible, but it's fucking hard work and it's fucking yeah. long. Yeah. You're going to be there seven days a week, fucking 12 days, a, 12 hours a day. Whereas on an auto, as I said, like we did 300 pieces in a fucking hour. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's the, the speed of it is insane. And I did, I did 200 pieces an hour with me on my own, loading and offloading, topping up inks, fucking reapplying glue to the pallets mm. and shit like, and running to the end of the dry, making sure shit wasn't piling up. Yeah. 200 pieces. That's the most boring job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just meant, so I think if we, if, if kind of we had the opportunity to, I, 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 and we had the work, you know, because that's the other things kind of like, I think the, the shop that I'm at, they got an auto before they had the work. Right. Which is a bit of a dangerous game to play. But there's that element of you build it and they will come. Yeah. You can't take the work until you've you've sort of built the infrastructure. Yeah. Um, exactly. To handle the work. But mm -hmm. if they've got the space, they obviously had the space, they obviously had the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't blame them yeah. for doing it. It's yeah. just, um, I think from my personal perspective, I'd rather be overworked on the manual before we made that leap. Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, we're going to be able to kind of increase our output. Yeah. And then we'll worry about getting the clients in. You want to like you burst know? things first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, personally how I would do it. And I mean, you know, there's no right or wrong way running a print shop, is there? It's just, ah. it's, every single fucking print shop different. You know, I think we've spoken about this, not on the pod, obviously, but um, in our little uh, lover's voice notes to each other um, about kind of like, you know, if you came to my shop, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. It's kind of yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it'd be the same anywhere you go. It's yeah. kind of, you know, I have gotten into arguments with a few people on the Facebook groups when it's like, yeah. I've given a bit of advice and they've come back and be like, you're wrong. And it's like, yeah. fucking wrong. It works yeah. for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, at the end of the day, as long as the T-shirt falls off that dryer, the print is correct. It might yeah. not be correct. I don't care. That's up to your standard. But if you're happy mm -hmm. to send it to your customer and ultimately your customer's happy, they yeah. sell out and come back and place a reorder, then like, who's doing it right? Who's doing it wrong? doesn't matter. Exactly. On the base, exactly. you want to print colours twice. Like, it's up to you. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, we start. So we had no um, no need for an eight color press. Right. I didn't, you know, we were very comfortable with six color press for station. Yeah. Um, we get the eight color. Fuck me. Like, I mean, look at the Instagram. Like, all I fucking do is eight colors. It's been like a blessing and a curse because when you yeah, can man. do it, everyone yeah. sends you stuff through and it's eight color. And it's like they're designing mm -hmm. this shit and they're just throwing in a random color for the hell of it because you've yeah. got that screen. So, that's it. It's one of them. I'm stuck doing eight color jobs now for the rest of my life. I'm just, I'm just content with that. I've had to this year. I've had to be like, okay, this is what we do now. Mm. That's it. Everything we do, I'm doing one today. Like yeah. it's just nonstop. So if you want to do more colors, mm. and and you're getting the artwork, you know, in the inbox, mm -hmm. then yeah, upgrade, upgrade to the eight color. But it's not needed. A bit silly, yeah. really. I think when you when you eventually go to an auto, which I'm sure you are going to do at some point, 
you're yeah. gonna be like you're gonna line up those eight color ones be like i don't know what the fuck to do for the rest of the day now yeah i know yeah i can't wait mate i'm gonna go <laughs> home and just nap yeah. that's what i'm gonna do because i've yeah. worked 10 years on a manual yeah. like yeah yeah just have it up on the website it's like i'm only open nine till 12. yeah but i can do <laughs> everything <laughs> that's exactly. it one day a week yeah that yeah. is it the rest of the time i'm off if i yeah. i don't know look if i open it hold on let me open it it's so hot in here but i've got a road yeah, let, me know if that's too, let me know if that's too loud because it is getting yeah. really hot in this room but there's yeah. a road right there so right. if you can hear the road noise i'll shut it again that's right that's good. um so i mean it's nothing to uh to follow up on what you guys have been talking about but um what's your biggest achievement in uh in the whole time that you've been working like whether it be um atw or squeezed orange or biggest achievement um yeah. i suppose I, I still walk in the shop every morning and just like wow like i, I built a screen print shop you know like I, I stand there and i look at the machines and go fucking hell like i've got embroidery machines the prep like the eight color i still look at the eight color press and go yeah that looks sick in like that it sounds so sad but like in the morning light when it comes through the window you know and it's there and i'm like yeah i fucking own all of this like this is pretty good like this is this is it but i suppose there's like the anchor points all the way through you if you'd have asked me when i was in the highlight of atw it would have been like getting the keys to the you know i say the warehouse but getting the keys to the unit and then like racking it out um so there's been like massive peaks all the way all the way through, I suppose. Um, but no, <clears throat> biggest achievement is is building the shop and um, and just just owning the machines, just buying the machines. Nice. That's yeah. Pretty cool answer, actually. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they're not they're not a bad uh, not a bad press to look at the Rileys, are they? They look. Do you know what? So there was get on a tangent about presses again, but like there was several. You know, we were obviously toying up Grozer. You know. Um, Anatole, nearly completely yeah. put the name down, yeah. And then uh, the Riley, and it was like one in an eight color, so the cruiser was out. And then we were looking at, I think, like the chameleon or something. The other, yeah. you know, the other weird thing that was miles too big, so that was out. Um, then it was a toss up between the Anatole and the Riley, and I was really, I know people were like swear by, I think it's like the Anatole Thunder or whatever mm. it is, and they're like they are the best press in the world. So then I was like, but the Riley just looks much fucking better. Yeah, and I, then I it, saw you. Well, yeah, I suspect you saw a, one of the um, Anatole Thunders up at Printware as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They're just such a clunky fucking thing. They're just. It looks like they to look me, really well built. But... Oh yeah, they are. They are. I believe they are, and they are yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, it looks like if you said to someone that doesn't know screen print, draw me a screen print press. That's what they would draw. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Is it? basic, but it fucking works. You know, yeah. and it's a beast. But it here comes back to like the branding head. Mm. I wanted a press that looked good on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah, fucking no, stupid. It needed to work, but I need to be able yeah. to take photos of it every morning and post them. Mm. And then people still reply to. I do it every do it every morning. People still reply to them like that looks mad. What is it? This and yeah. it's like it it just opens that conversation. Mm. And that comes back to like the building the brand and very much doing it on a small scale with squeezed orange. Mm. It's just it has to look good. The branding has to be correct. You know, the yeah. print shop's got to be clean. We've just painted the floor. So it's all like everything's just got to be clean and correct. 
Mm-hmm. That was that was I suppose the main thing with ATW. The photo shoots were they they were, I took all the photos. They're all done by me. Um, but the photos had to be a certain way, a certain image. So if yeah. you saw a photo on the For You page, you recognised it. Like, oh, that's an ATW page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same as if you see an upload of a garment on the floor with an eight-colour print or whatever, you're going to go, now you've seen it on the page, you'll go, oh, that's squeezed orange, isn't it? Or you'll yeah, click yeah, it yeah. and go, oh, fuck, someone's copying him. Yeah. It's just that element of branding in everything you do, all yeah. them little micro details. So that's why I stayed with Riley. Um, and then everything else, obviously, I've got the exposure unit. It's all Riley. So then when we start to yeah, make yeah. do more videos, it all just looks a little bit more correct and just mm-hmm. a bit, bit better. But, yeah, that was one of the main reasons as well. You got any um you got any upgrades you want to make? Fucking how long you got? Aside um, from aside from everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, right. So I want to take what, what, my what, shop, demolish it, <laughs> and start again, right? <laughs> what, 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 what's the next upgrade on the list? Oh, uh, do you know what? Um so we've just installed the third Baradon machine. Mm-hmm. Um, the embroidery machine. Um, and I sort of made a thing of like my next upgrade's got to be the unit. I need more space. So that is, that's where I'm at at the minute. I'm kind of sworn into a thing with myself of like, don't buy any more silly machines because you can't fit them in the building. Um, so I've got to upgrade the unit. So I, I keep looking. I, I've got this thing in my head about, because we're in um, just outside of Braintree in Essex. Don't know if you know where that is, but we're quite close to um, like Mersey Island and mm-hmm. a few little co- coastal bits. I just got this dream of just having like an old boathouse. You know, <laughs> oh, like, uh, cool. just that old that. looking sort of building, you know, like brick round the bottom, two courses up, wooden, sort of dark wood, bit tattered, yeah. but nice, you know, structurally sound, no leaking roof, etc. dry, insulated or whatever, and then just, yeah, three-phase power it and just go in there. Because again, yeah, yeah. It, it, just the fucking Instagram photos would just be like, yeah, we're, yeah. and I'd call it like, I mean, I'd want to change the name to like the old boathouse print shop or something, but like that, that's what the address would be, like squeezed orange, like the old boathouse. Like yeah, I just yeah. I sort of just have that. That's like my, my childhood vision right now. Yeah. Whether that comes to it, I don't know. So I start looking, there's no boat sheds available for sale or rent. So that could, that I mean, you, could, you, you could downsize and move to a beach hut. <laughs> To take 17 <laughs> beach huts in a row, yeah, <laughs> just to be in there, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, there's that. So, that's that's the um, the vision that I don't mind sharing at the minute. And then, obviously, I really want an auto press. Um, we've had the quotes for it, we've got the paperwork, and it's like I need the fucking building to put it in, yeah. Um, so it's all gonna sort of come at once, but you know, then the then the economic climate is what it is and it's a little bit i'm not yeah. in a rush to do it at the moment basically yeah yeah we've got got some overheads at the minute so it's like if i can just carry on motoring on paying them keeping work coming in customers mm-hmm. happy staff at work um there's four uh four of us now um in, including myself so it's three like three others uh mm-hmm. yeah i feel like there's a, sometimes I feel like there's a lot of responsibility. So coming back to the original question of like your achievement, it's like actually having staff as well. If you had said that sort yeah. of even a few years ago, mm. changes the game. It, it mm-hmm. changes <clears throat> suddenly this entity, this little company that you were just screen printing t-shirts for is like, fucking hell, I need to be sensible now. 
you know, I'm paying someone that's paying a mortgage. You know, I feel personally responsible for their mortgage. And it's like, oh, God, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's an achievement as well. Um, But also, like, just a a natural business course, which is when the first time you do it is is a bit scary. For sure, a bit scary. Making sure you've got, you know, making sure you've got enough work on to to keep them getting to work. You know, it's, that's it, isn't it? Or we all literally can't eat, and it's yeah. it's hor- It's a horrible thought, but yeah. So you can hear that you. fucking big lorry going past. Falling <laughs> oh, asleep. Yeah, just falling asleep. Yeah, everyone's just falling asleep on the internet. Yeah, you hear them all now, just going to bed. <laughs> just on um, quickly going back to kind of like upgrades and stuff like that. Mm. Um, bit of a geeky one and i'm kind of just curious from my own kind of personal perspective rather than the benefit of the listeners yeah probably not going to know what i'm on about when when you eventually do upgrade to auto you're obviously going to need the bigger space three-phase power and everything are you going to do the lot as in go cts go auto upgrade everything or is it kind of going to be more of a bit part um budget allows if at the time i can i can do it and yeah. I sell this fucking clothing brand that I'm trying to sell, then uh, then, we'll, then we'll be there. No, so it will be, uh, the first step will be, um, obviously, the press, bigger screens. It's the silly things. You need bigger coating trials. You know, you need, mm-hmm. it's all them silly things that you need. And it's almost going like, through hey, that I've right got, now. park it over there. All of this mm-hmm. needs to come in and you go from a manual shop to an auto shop. In my head, I've got it as it's two separate, completely two separate things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would I like to get to that stage of like, you know, CTS or whatever technology is about when I come to that? 100%. Purely because I love technology. I absolutely love technology. So I've Mm. got all the the gadgets as as most people do. Um, And I would just love to use that. It would be cool. It'd be cool to own it. So another one on a random tangent about the dream. The boat shed dream and vision is quite, you know... um, that's quite real. I'm actively trying to do that. The other one, not so real on this side, is like, if I was to win like the month, you know, the lottery and it was like the 128 mil, you know damn well I'm not quitting. All I'm doing is buying a massive unit, the best press I can, the <laughs> best equipment, right? And I'm not going to print for no one. I'm just going to make, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Just film videos, put out mental photos of prints and that. And then when people DM like, oh, hi, can you run 12 shirts? I'll just put back like a photo of me with all my money like fuck off i'm literally (laughs) just printing like i'll just have all the equipment just because and that is that is for real i mean i'm probably never going to win like 128 mil or something on the euros but if i did that's what i would do 100 like that's and that is like how much i love screen printing and i know it sounds super sad but I, i still just wouldn't give it up i would just go down a different path of it where i don't have to deal with customers I'm actually, um, as <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm actually adding that as a question into the one of the next ones we're going to ask you. What if you win That's the Euros? Weird... What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. it's a fucking great question, like especially <laughs> when, you know screen printers, brand owners, and stuff like that, because it's kind of you know not thinking about oh just the money, but it's like that money can go so fucking far. It's like most people go, "What would you do if you won the lot?" Oh, I'd buy a Lambo. I'd do this. I'd get a private jet. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I'd buy an MHM, biggest one they got at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'd go, I'd go there and be like, "Oh yeah, that's nice." Like. I'll have it. 
That's it. I love 12. I, I love yeah. 12. I'll just have your whole company. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. you, I you, now you, own you. Yeah. Right. Install my press. Um, yeah. So no, I would. Yeah, I would generally do that. I would 100% do that, and that is that's a promise. So if, if you ever see me own a big unit, you know I've won the lottery. Yeah, fair enough, uh, right? Fair enough. Yeah, but I'm um, not wearing any shirts. <laughs> please don't. Please just one, just one. <laughs> MOQs of like I just put my MOQ to like ten thousand. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. And I bet I bet if you actually done that and just went straight out, you know. Because you're not asked about it and you don't need mm. to make money, you just put a ridiculous mm. MOQ, 500 pieces. Mm. But you could be, you'll be mobbed out with work. You'd actually oh, just be like, wow. Work. If you were like on a shoestring budget trying to do it, yeah, I set my MOQ to 75 pieces, no one would order. Mm. You'd yeah, be yeah, like, what the that, yeah. That's, that's one of the struggles kind of we're at at the minute is it's kind of like we're debating, we're putting our minimum orders up. Yes. And because we get a lot of requests for like the, oh, it's like, you know, the 10 to 19 bracket and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of just, it's, it's effort for not much. And it's kind of like, the thing is, is there's some local businesses that we work with that I actually quite like doing it for because I've got a good relationship with we them. We can choose, obviously, with, aren't you? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's kind of like that's taking up a good bulk of the work we're getting in. Right. And it's like I don't want that as our bulk. I don't mind yeah. doing like the odd piece, like uh, the, the odd job like that and stuff. But it's kind of like you know the stuff we want. We want is the, you know, fifty to two fifty bracket. That's where the money yeah. is. Yeah. And you know, but it's yeah, some were debating, but we're just, so do you put on now going complete screen print tangent? Do you put limits on colours for a twelve piece mm-hmm. or a ten piece? Is it like single? Yeah, so t- to ten, ten to nineteen is single colour. Yeah. Um, and then into 19, uh, that's some weird. I know, I know. I just, I've right. literally just always done it that way 10 to 19. 19 20. t-shirts. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, because the thing is, is then you're pushing them up into the 20. I suppose, yeah, when they go 20. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. I probably should just do it at 12, like everybody fucking else. <laughs> I'm just like, I, no, do, I'm just I do it. it. I do it. I'm going to be that awkward prick. But yeah, I do it at 12 at the minute because it used to be eight single mm. color now it's 12 yeah. because obviously we've got six palettes mm. so it's just yeah, four yeah, yeah. two spins of the press even if it's yeah, a lot yeah. of white ink dark shirt it's a print flash print mm. it's just a couple of spins yeah. Yeah. done and the job's back off again you know if you've yeah, got it's, four it's, yeah it's fucking you know it's, it is easy work let's be honest doing those little ones and stuff but there's yeah. not there's not the kind of financial reward in necessarily really is there by the time you know you've you you, you well, I mean, I suppose you've, we've all got screens coated already, really, haven't we? But kind of by the time you've exposed it, you've rinsed it out, you've dried it, you've whacked it up on press, you've fucking done a test print, and then, you know, you run them through the dryer, take it to the fucking washout booth, rinse it out, strip it, dry it, degrease, bloody blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's a massive long process just for 12 shirts or yeah. 10 shirts. And that, so, that's where it's what we're looking at at the minute is, is that worth it? What mm. you've just described there, yeah. is that worth it? Or do mm. we go DTF transfers? Mm-hmm. Don't never go DTG. We've been DTG, whole nother yeah, board yeah. Story, got rid of DTG. Um, it, you know, what where is it? Because the cost of all these chemicals going up, mm-hmm. rightly so, you know, not knocking anything, cost of inks going up, cost of emulsion going up. Is it really worth running that 12-piece job anymore? 
and the time yeah. it takes. It's not like I've got auto reclaims or employing someone to reclaim yeah, three. Yeah. I've got to do that. So it's my time and it's like, okay, you, you, you gang up a load of things and you reclaim 10 screens at a time, but mm-hmm. is it, is it worth it? Is it worth yeah. using that chemical to reclaim the screens where you've run mm-hmm. 12 shirts? Yeah. You know, unless if you're selling them shirts at 30 pound a shirt, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and then, you know, we get to the thing of like, if you turn your tunnel dryer on, letting it heat up and you've only got mm-hmm. a 24 piece job on that day, it's definitely not worth it anymore. Yeah. I don't know what your energy bills are, but mine have gone through the roof just in the print, yeah, you know, same, mate. Got same. a minute, like monthly is just insane. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you really get to a thing of like, I could just order in the transfers and turn on one little heat press. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, is the quality the same? Who, you know, depends no. who you ask. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, no, it's not screen print, but is it sufficient for that particular job that you're doing? Is it like yeah. sort of an event t-shirt where they're not going to wash it 50,000 times? It's not going to yeah. be in a retail store hanging up. Mm-hmm. Is it sufficient to do that? Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know, cause that's it, isn't it? It's it, obviously you've got to explain to a customer and there's a, there's a lot more else that goes into it behind the scenes, but yeah. Is it now like you outsourcing this shit, let someone else make the transfers, let them run the dryers and cure yeah, the transfers yeah. and this at the other, you just get them in and just press them. And it takes yeah. you 20 minutes. You turn the heat press back off and go back to your office. No reclaim, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Look I do, at I, I'm not going to lie. I do like a transfer. <laughs> It's, uh, sometimes yeah. yeah i mean we do a, we do um you know like the super color style ones where they're like where people come to us and it's like not eight color it's like a 64 color design and it's just crazy yeah yeah we still it's take them but obviously we explain to them look we can't screen print that i don't think yeah, anybody yeah. will screen print that for you you only mm-hmm. want 30 of them you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it so we guide them down that route but mm-hmm. yeah it's a whole another situation and it gets into like gradients and fucking stupid high color counts and stuff like that. it's just fucking mad yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's it seems to be the more again it comes back to like the design side of things as well you know there's a lot of designers out there that are like smashing this stuff out on instagram commission and just sort of selling it um and we yeah. see i see a lot of them designs come through i'm like oh wait a minute i know the page you've just bought this from like i've seen that he's changed the brand name which oh, is cool God. but again it's sort of um oversaturated and yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of designers out there, which unfortunately they're not printers. Yeah, um, yeah. So if they're drawing this mad stuff and now we've got to figure out how mm-hmm. to actually get it off the computer onto the t-shirt. And that's, that's where the skill is. That's where the money should be is actually figuring it out. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any questions for us? So, I mean, I've, I pretty much know all about you. I suppose it's really on, on to Rube there. Like, what what's your whole setup? I mean, I see some stuff on your on your um, oh, Instagram yeah, with yeah. the press. Yeah, I'm just with. Um, I'm not gonna move well, move the camera a little bit. Like, I'm not gonna go too mad with it. But I got my little. My little yeah, four. I see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Four color one station. Um, yeah. Like, still very basic setup. Um, mm. like, I want to. I want to scale it. Like everything you guys are talking about. Like I want an Anatol Thunder. Yeah. Um, yeah, big time. I, I think they're fucking men. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, I guess just a very basic setup at the moment. Um, yeah, just sort of plodding along until I can, until I can start upscaling. Nice. So is that um, you've got the clothing? You've obviously got the clothing brand 
you got the print shop separate to it or are you printing under the same no i'm, I'm literally just at, at the moment i'm just all going under twisted wire right okay but i do want to eventually um like start my own like i've got my i've got like a little instagram page set up and stuff um ready but it's just yeah it's like fine to be honest it's like finding the time to actually you know step off and, and, and take on a small job um yeah. and i'm just not at the moment um well, i'm just not in the in the in the right situation not, not there yet yeah not not just yet i mean darcy keeps trying to push me to get little things on and it's just not you know like i need to upgrade my flash like I've, I've got like the cheapest flash dryer you can get um which is just shocking um, <laughs> but so. but you're printing now for you and the cures yeah. are fine right so you're still yeah, yeah. fine well still yeah i mean like, I'm, like at the moment it's a bit of a like at the moment i'm just like sort of i'm using the iron to cure um like yeah. just too hot it's just like heating every like having the flash on secure is just not not viable at the moment no. um no but i'm yeah like every, everything's everything's working the way i'm working it cool. so yeah yeah just so it's all good. good yeah yeah be good yeah i mean yeah. like i say it's one of them the only advice i'll give you from there being in that single station is um obviously yeah, you get, you're obviously going to turn work down because people are going to come to you for random stuff you can't you can't do. I won't say yeah. out of your skill set because I don't want to sort of like, I don't want to sound like I'm degrading you or whatever, but um, it's sort of, if you wait for the perfect time, the time will never be perfect. This sounds yeah. really yeah, yeah. motivational, doesn't it? So if you're like, oh, I can't do it because the flash, well, mm -hmm. not an excuse, like get what... Yeah, yeah, okay. I know, I know what you sound like, like trying to push yeah. you in or whatever, yeah, but yeah. just remember that you know, if a job comes in, you're like, oh, single color, like I could actually do this, you know, um, you've got to dive in the deep end at yeah. some point and you'll do it. And then obviously, at some point, you'll go from like, you'll look back because I've done it, I'm sure Darcy's done it. I, I even look back now, and go, how the fuck was I doing three colors on that Amazon? Like, piece of <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even know how to do that now. I wouldn't even, I couldn't even be bothered to have the time to do it now. I'd spend half a day setting it up, but yeah, yeah. We, made, we made it work. Um, mm. And then it, it happens very quickly. So you'll Definitely. go from that press, you'll have your Anatole, and then you'll you'll be looking back, going, "Bloody hell!" Like, yeah, how did I get here? Um, yeah. But it all starts with that first print job. Yeah. No, of course, of course. I'm, uh, saying, it's just, nothing. Like, I'm saying nothing, Rube. Don't worry. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it full? Is it full time for you um, now, or are you some? Not at the, not at the moment. No. Okay. No, not, not at the moment. It sort of like goes in, like yeah. it sort of goes in in phases. But I've not really come back up yet. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah. So yeah. keep working on it. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's good. Get some events. That's what I yeah, do. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to my accountant um, about this a while ago. Like he suggested, like have you heard of is it like two thousand trees? Yeah, uh, no. We've tried to go to that. We couldn't get a trade space. I will talk to you after this. Um, Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I was kind of, I was sort of thinking that like two thousand trees was sort of going to be, you know, it's going to be the same sort of people. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna come up. Everybody's gonna be pissed up. Everybody's gonna be, you know, dirty hands and that sort of thing. And I thought I'm just not interested in that at the moment mm. um you know but i do want to I, I do want to go to some festivals so i like, get some pop-ups done and stuff like that mm. um it's just yeah i, I guess 
um, I guess for that, it's just the money side of things. Yeah, it's always always budget. Always cut. It's that's just business. It'll always come back around to budget. Yeah. Sure. Um, you yeah. Want and wish as much as you like, can't you? Yeah, it, it never ends, and I think that's the scary thing. I'm not saying by mm. any means we've made it over this side, but yeah, you you upgrade to a press that you're that, that are literally we're in this conversation now and you're going you really want the press and it's like mm. you get that and now like i really want an all next yeah, yeah and then i really yeah, want yeah, a bigger yeah. building like you'll just get yeah. the press and then you'll go yeah do you know what darren i now want the bigger press and it's like yeah, yeah. oh yeah it doesn't fucking stop like yeah. and when you win the lottery you'll still want a bigger press like yeah. Yeah, i'm telling you <laughs> never gonna I, win I, I, want, I want a 96 color press with 112 yeah. platens please I just want a massive oval goes from one end to the other and there's one, yeah, one yeah. t-shirt go around and then it prints on the last palette and i pull it off and that's it that's all i do <laughs> It'll be a white T-shirt with black ink as well. No flashes. That'll be it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to kick off the randoms group? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, what do you, what game show would you best that win? What game show would I be yeah, best like winning? Yeah, reality show like TV. Oh my god. Um, well, another fact. I, I don't actually watch TV. I don't have. I've got a TV, but it's literally just Netflix, and so I don't watch normal yeah, TV ever. But I would probably be pretty good. I don't even know if this would class as one, but like I'm a celebrity, the jungle. Yeah, I feel like I could smash that. I don't know why they all scream and shout and like because they're on a zip line or something. I, I would, yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I could, I could see you eating pig's testicles or something like. That. Yeah, I'll do that on a fucking random Thursday. Anyway, look, I have McDonald's. Like, who knows what's in that? Like, stuff for the night out. Oh, lads. Yeah, yeah. Just like, what is in that kebab? Who knows? But it's, it's in. I mean, I'm a celeb, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'd probably be pretty good on that. All the others, like, imagine Big Brother and I could. I don't think I could stand it. I'd be well bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'd end up, or you'd end up strangling somebody to death on national television. Oh God, yeah, yeah, it'd be I'd horrendous. Like hopping fence or something, and like break rubber. Like <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be, it'd they're be they're just dragging you back in, kicking and screaming. They're literally just like <laughs> on the side, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, milk first or milk after? <laughs> right. It, are you <laughs> right? So, are you talking cereal or coffee? Uh, see, this is what Ruben fucking replied when I asked him. <laughs> We're talking tea and coffee. After. Obviously. Correct way. Like, yeah. Correct yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the world's best barista. I put it that way. But like, I, yeah, I always put, always put the milk in after. I put far too much milk in the girlfriend's tea. She shouts at me every morning. I've still not. <laughs> it's literally because I don't drink tea. I only drink coffee. And usually they're black. Like, I'm a very boring person. I drink water, <laughs> I drink coffee, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, blame that on like the athlete days, I suppose. I still not heavy, not a heavy drinker of alcohol, never have been. That's it. Water and coffee. Nice. So, Fair enough. Nice. So if you had to replace your hands, like we're talking anything, like it could be like fictional, it could be real, anything. If you had to replace your hands with anything, what would it be? Fuck your hands. Um, <laughs> I t- uh, what would I replace my hands with? Um, well, I mean, you could say something stupid like squeegee, so you could still print. 
you know what I mean? You just have like two like squeegee and you just print, but you could almost just be like an auto, just like doggy paddling. Uh, yeah, it could flash with one and just no, like flood with one, print with the other, or like something useful, like I don't know, like something that you can still like little stubs you can still hit the keyboard with or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, something sensible. Trying to tie it with two squeegees. Yeah, yeah. That's, you just break everything, wouldn't you? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, it, yeah, asking me on the spot right now, probably squeegee, so I could carry on working. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, would you rather fight a horse-sized Reuben or 50 chicken-sized Darcy's? 50 chicken-sized uh, Probably, well, obviously, if I wanted to win, it would be the chicken size. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight a horse. And uh, I, I don't like horses at all. So, yeah, that can stay well away. Oh, cool, mate. <laughs> What's your most imaginative insult you can come up with? Oh, God. Uh, I have no idea. My most imaginative insult. So what you like? No, I can't. Because it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it can't. It will just get it. This will just be this. My computer will just end up in flames. <laughs> I can't because I will. If I can't. I'm gonna have to get. I, I will just offend someone out there, and then we'll be hate forever. <laughs> I will just offend that. There, I know there's someone out there um, that will be offended. Fair so enough. yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, it just gets dark. <laughs> we're, all screen, we're, we're all screen printers, and we know, we know, we know the humour. Um, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. the shop talk. Like, yeah, it's yeah. silly. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Fair enough. I don't want anyone to take their view of me. I'll text you after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's the best thing you've watched recently? Oh, the best thing I've watched. Um, oh, mate, I'm useless with this stuff. Uh, films and all that, I just forget or I fall asleep during them. But we did watch a film the other week and it was pretty good. At the moment, she's just watching Grey's Anatomy. So like I am just, I'm just stuck watching that really. Um, literally, <laughs> she's a teacher. She, she's on six weeks holiday, so right, right. every day like I don't get any TV time at all. I come home and it's just Grey's Anatomy. Um, but yeah, a film I completely forgot. I can't remember. Sorry, I did watch a film like last weekend and it was amazing. It was in the top ten on Netflix, but I've got no idea what it was. Literally gone. So that's how good it was. <laughs> um. Which uh, which brands would you like to see on the pod? Which brands? Yeah. Ooh, right. Um, what that I print for, or just just ever? Uh, either or, mate. I got a, there's a there's a couple um, that I print for that I would like to send to you. Which would be quite cool. One of them is um, Tacona, that their their sort of uh, slogan is "It's okay to talk." It's a little bit about yeah, yeah. health awareness and things like that. They're not too, you know, too pushy with that online, but yeah, yeah. it's a good brand. We yeah, we obviously do the prints for him, but he does like podcasts and things like that. It's a good guy. Started oh. the brand. Um, 
yeah, got a whole backstory behind it. Mm-hmm. And he's good. I'll send you a link to his thing. Uh, yeah. And then if you're going sort of uh, out, out of Weldy, like who, who could you talk to? Would be like someone like Represent or someone like that or Cole Buxton, yeah. right? Yeah. Purely because I just, they're just smashing it in the market at the moment. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, all we get sent is inspo from them. You know, yeah, oh, can yeah. you do a print like this? It's like, well, yeah, if you get the artwork. So, yeah, sort of like, if you could, would be like to aim big is to like eventually get one one of them brands would be wicked. I'd love to hear the story. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of already heard it on various forms of other podcasts, but it'd just be cool to get them to chat to the yeah, actual yeah. printers because I don't mm. think they really, I think they're so high up, they haven't got a clue what goes on in these print shops. Yeah. Um, so it'd be quite, quite a story, I suppose. Yeah. It'd also be interesting to ask them actually about the print and see, not oh, not to try and catch them out or dig them out, but just to be like, yeah, actually, you know, discharge and plastic, you know, if you know these words and what it means, yeah. they do, it would be very interesting to know. Or are they just fucking it off to the factory and I haven't got a clue? Mm-hmm. And that would be like, is it sustainable or not? Like they don't even know how it's made. But yeah, yeah. That would be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Until then, um, yeah, Tacona's pretty cool. Even like the likes of um like Sam UK that we print for as well, he's gone from sort of brand to uh he now does like one of dare I say the UK, maybe Europe's biggest car shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done that transition from clothing brand into sort of other business. Okay. That's that would be a fucking cool story as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know him quite well, Jordan. He's like a good friend of mine, and that would be a really cool story. Whether it'd come on, I'll have to drop him a message for you or send him a link or something. Um yeah, definitely, mate. But yeah, he would obviously not too much about the print side. Um, mm. but he could definitely show you the steps that he took. And he's he done he went through uni and he's one of them smart ones that done a degree in uh, marketing and things like that. So he right. loves yeah, yeah. that shit. He's like polar opposite to me. He loves hammering Instagram and being out there doing all that. Whereas I just want to be in my studio with, you know, the blind shut and fucking no one, bothering, no one bothering me. You know what I mean? It's like two polar opposites. Like, and he's built this mad car show that like, you know, way over 20,000 people go to a year and wow. stuff like that is insane. Like very, very big. Very big, yeah. big show. He's doing well. Yeah, he must be doing well for himself. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he drives an R8 as well. So, fucking hell, what more do you want? Like, he's literally <laughs> like, again, polar opposite. I'll ask him the lottery question. Ask yeah, him the yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, like, that will be the one where it's Lambo house. Like, this, I know it would. <laughs> like, because he just loves them cars. Like, he fucking loves them. Like, he's, he's well into it. But yeah, that would be the polar opposite to me. And uh, and lastly, uh, what's the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? Wow, we're getting we've gone deep. Um, poor again to like not even offend. Like I'm not one bit religious, so to me the meaning of life is um, just like. just fucking live it basically just make it what you can is my meaning like is there anything after it i don't know not get yeah you know, we won't get into that i don't really care but like I'm, <laughs> here, I'm, I'm here for this part and like my meaning of life is like i just yeah wanna not like want to have fun and like piss it all up but it's just like yeah 
do what I'm doing. I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm doing. So like my meaning of life is, uh, you know, I work for myself. There's no boss. There's no one above me, like, you know, shouting down on me or shitting on me or yeah. the other. We're battling through, you know, we're battling through own a house, own a print shop. It's like, yeah, I'm happy. You know, that's, that's my meaning of life anyway. So if I can just continue yeah. like this, then I will be very, very happy. Very yeah. happy. So, awesome, man. Yeah. It's awesome. That's it. Um, where can people find you? Find me all over the internet, like everyone else. So Instagram, Instagram's the main one. Instagram's the main one, to be fair. I don't actually have Facebook anymore. Um, so, yeah, Squeezed Orange is the print shop. ATW Clothing Co. is obviously the brand. But if you go on there, you will see it's very stagnant. Like, we legit haven't posted at all. Yeah. Um, and then yeah obviously my personal was Darren underscore squeezed orange which is again the print shop just to sort of a bit more of a behind the scenes look at the print shop yeah um, and then soon YouTube YouTube's there but it's it's coming we're going to do a lot more content I think nice uh, wicked man yeah. wicked yeah. Um, yeah thanks for coming on mate thanks for uh, <clears throat> What's, what is the meaning of life for you guys then that's a question that's like well what is it then Darcy I want to hear yours first mate yeah, come on. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. hard, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I don't know. You've got to be on some serious like mushrooms or something to get yourself yeah. that, to get yourself like to that place to have them thoughts. But I think yeah. it's probably my answer would probably be very very similar to yours. And it is kind of yeah. just be kind of, you know, be happy and be fulfilled in kind of what you're doing. There's no point doing anything in life if you don't fucking enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if something stresses you out and it's a bad kind of stress, because there is good stress, let's be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, a little bit of stress pushes you across the line. You know, that's, yeah, of course it you're going to need it. Yeah. 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 Of course. But, you know, if it's stressing you out to the point where it's affecting, you know, life, your work life, your personal life, whatever, fuck it off. It's, um, yeah, or oh, go on, Emery. What, what's yours? Well, literally, mate, just agreeing with you two guys. Like, it's, it's life, isn't it? Fuck it. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. yourself. Like, we're at once, mate. Yeah, it's literally that. <laughs> as, as Drake said, YOLO. You know, it really is, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. That. Do you know what I mean? It's like, obviously, you know, that's not, to, that's not to be like, oh, yeah, but I've got to work and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. It's like, yeah, yeah. Right, but just, you know, without delving into it too deeply, it's fucking life. Just enjoy yourself. I think yeah. it's, again, the old Instagram caption quote cliche bullshit is when you find something that you want to do or whatever, the, like the exact quote is like, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's it. We all live and breathe screen print. We're sitting here now. I don't even know what the time is. Nearly nine o'clock and we're chatting. Shit yeah. about screen print. We're just, you know, this is it. It's like real world. People don't see this bit. They just see your T-shirt hanging up. You know, yeah. in, in the store, yeah. they don't see all of this. And it's now they're getting to, because obviously we're putting this stuff out or you guys are now putting this out on your platforms. Um, but yeah, if you can just um, exactly that, get through with without any of this, you know, the mental health issues that are out there, if you can just stay above that and not get mm. yourself in that grey area with it all, then I think you're winning. You know, yeah. if you can just bounce along, be happy, have have a little bit it's not even going oh yeah i want to be a billionaire it's not about that at all it's if you if you're surviving and you're comfortable and you know you haven't you've got you've got enough there to be stable then i think you're winning and i think you're doing bloody well anyone that's in that position should be very fucking proud of themselves because 
it's very very hard to get like, like, like let's face it life is hard you know and it's getting it's getting harder that everyone you know the powers to be putting prices up here there and everywhere and it's if you can wake up with a smile on your face go to a job or into your business that like i said earlier i go through the door in the morning the sunlight's cracking through and it's like i fucking built this it doesn't matter whether i've got one job on today or 50 jobs like this is mine i love like, that that's, that's it um that's my that's my happy place and it sounds sad as fuck my happy place is the print shop man not at all um but it should that should i believe be this is really getting like onto a mental health ramp but that should be if you're not going if you're not going into your job in the morning and like at seven in the morning cracking that door open going yes we're fucking this is going to be sick i've got them screens ready yesterday look at that print the half tones of per like if you're not going in like that then change your fucking job like yeah. that's it like and i know it's easier said than done i know it is i know it's not you can't just like go bosh no but it's, it's in the mentality though that's the thing yeah. isn't it yeah it's in I the mentality it yeah you have to yeah. kind of you know i guess mentally psych yourself up to do it and i think a lot of people don't and that's a shame because there's a lot of people who do a lot better outside well, of I've, I've always been like a dreamer i hate this like manifest things into existence i don't but like i suddenly go like a bit like rubes like, wants that press and he fucking wants it you know he will have that press i know like and it's the same thing i did i was like i need to upgrade to like the press and when i was like right set on that press the riley the eight color i would go on screen for world i'd look at photos of it i would youtube it i would yeah, watch yeah. people i would follow people on instagram just because they've got that press and then i'd dm them hey mate like how's your prep oh yeah and you'd spark up these conversations and then within six months, guess what? You've got the press. Yeah. Because you're just all in on that. You're that's yeah. it. And now I'm all in on this boat shed thing, print shop yeah. version. And I, I've got apps on my phone, you know, that I'm looking at commercial properties and I'll sit there having a shit on the on the app, you know, and yeah. just like looking at it. And it's like one day one will come up and it's just like you'll get one, mate. You'll get that. You're, you're there, like you're mentally, like you're constantly, I'm not there, like I'm not writing it on a vision board going, I will get, I deserve this from the universe. It's just like, I'm just yeah, constantly yeah. like going and looking and looking at different avenues and oh, there's one, like, could I turn that into that, you know, sort of manipulating it into what I want. And then suddenly yeah. you look back in a year and go, bloody hell, look what I've got. And then everyone goes, cool, yeah, you're lucky. And you're like, all right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, oh. yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the same thing again, all the way back to the, we'd spin it all the way back around to the very beginning when I started the brand before the Instagram and all that, everyone goes, oh yeah, a bit luck. And I even said it earlier. I was like, you know, I might've got a bit lucky, but I was still in the same mindset of like, I can make these t-shirts and, and it was always yeah. one thing at a time, yeah. Yeah. always one little step at a time. And I'd be so chuffed every step of the way when, you know, I actually managed to vinyl print a t-shirt and I learned how to reverse the artwork on the, on the cutter. You know, because yeah. I kept printing them backwards and silly things like that. Then you print one and you're like, you're like, oh my god, yeah, look what I've done. And it's like your first little anchor point of achievement, and then it just goes on and on and on and on to yeah. like ridiculous scales. Like, yeah. There you go. Awesome, Meaning a life, screen print or die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you, you've got a fucking awesome thing going, mate. And uh, yeah, as I said before, we fucking really appreciate you coming on there. And, you, uh, yeah, it's been it's good. Awesome chat, mate. I love it. I love chatting. No, but good. Yeah. So send me over the content for this and we'll get it get it posted as well and try and do our little bit for you. Blast it out there. Appreciate it, mate. Good fun. I'll send you some links as well for them brands I spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Please do, mate. Please do. But yeah, cool.
Sweet. There we go. I don't know. I don't know how to say bye. I'm rubbish at the vice. <laughs> no, no, you hang up. Yeah. <laughs> I normally just tell Rube to fuck off. Yeah, right. Bye. <laughs> nah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll speak to you all tomorrow on Instagram anyway, no doubt. And uh, I'll uh, I'll see you in a bit. Cool. Take care, mate. Cheers, lads. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye.